This is The Bible and Homosexuality. I'm your host, Elton Sherwin. I know it sounds melodramatic, but there are young Christians out there who have tried mightily to change themselves and are suicidal, believing that they have failed their church and that they have failed their God, all because they have been taught a corrupted, conservative sexual theology. And I feel it's important that they know they have allies. So I would love to recruit you to help spread the word. Many new listeners find us on Twitter. If you have a Twitter account and you are in a place where it is safe to do so, please like or retweet several of my short videos. Search for Elton Sherwin and look for our distinctive cross on a rainbow background. Thank you. In this episode, what one conservative Bible commentary calls the passing of the dominance of the Levitical order. In this episode, we review two of the most archaic and unjust rules in Leviticus, and then a passage from the great prophet Isaiah, Isaiah's words written years after Leviticus, revoke one of these Levitical laws that prevented some sexual minorities from becoming priests. This episode is PG because these scriptures deal with eunuchs and other individuals with damaged testicles. I'm Elton Sherwin. Thank you for joining us. The Enduring Word, a conservative Bible commentary, says this about Isaiah 56, verses 4 and 5. This also prophecies the passing of the dominance of the Levitical order. Whoa. Wait, Isaiah prophesied? The passing of the dominance of the Levitical order. The passing of the dominance of the Levitical order. Hallelujah. Does this mean all of the laws in Leviticus can be ignored? Well, it kind of depends which scholar you ask. Listeners to this podcast know that I believe the New Testament, the New Covenant, and the Apostle Paul all proclaim an end to the Levitical order and its oppressive and archaic rules. Most conservative denominations and conservative theologians believe that all of Leviticus can be ignored, except for the rules about sex, and specifically the rules about men having sex with men. In episodes four and five, I cover the hypocrisy of ignoring all of Leviticus, except for the parts about sex, and then claiming that sexual minorities cannot be ordained or married. Many queer Christians 
and many young pastors, parents, and students angst over the Levitical clobber verses. Leviticus 18, verse 22, is the more challenging of the two verses. You shall not lie with a male, as with a woman, it is an abomination. There is no biblical case against same-sex relations without these Levitical clobber verses. The other clobber verses in the Bible are dealing with rape, human trafficking, and Roman debauchery. Leviticus alone is talking about consensual gay adults. Without Leviticus, there is no biblical case to ban sexual minorities from ordination or marriage. So, when a widely read, conservative Bible commentary says that Isaiah is prophesizing the end of the Levitical order, I was completely astonished. I sometimes believe the Holy Spirit speaks through conservative commentators in ways that they themselves do not see. Having read other parts of the Enduring Word commentary, I doubt its author would agree with me. You can make up your own mind. The Enduring Word is commenting specifically about Isaiah 56, verses 4 and 5. Let's listen to this scripture and then more of what the Enduring Word commentary says. Here is Isaiah 56, verses 4 and 5. For thus says the Lord, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me, and hold fast my covenant. I will give in my house, and within my walls, a monument, and a name, better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name, that shall not be cut off. God promises the eunuch a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. Now, let's listen to some more of what the Enduring Word commentary by Pastor David Guzik says about these two verses. This also prophecies the passing of the dominance of the Levitical order, clearly giving eunuchs a place and a name in God's house, contradicted the command of Leviticus 21 verses 17 to 20. But under a coming new covenant, there is a higher principle at work than the shadows of the Levitical law. There is a higher principle at work than the shadows of the Levitical law. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! The Enduring Word Commentary references Leviticus 21, 17-20. Clearly, giving eunuchs a place and a name in God's house contradicted the command of Leviticus 21, verses 17 to 20. What is Leviticus 21, verses 17 to 20? And how did Isaiah so contradict it that a conservative commentary says that this proclaims the end of the entire Levitical order? Oh, the irony of this. Isaiah is announcing that God is revoking 
the Levitical rules that prevent some sexual minorities from becoming priests. Yes, you heard that correctly. Isaiah is announcing that God is revoking, canceling, nullifying, erasing the Levitical rules that restrict some sexual minorities from becoming priests. The Enduring Word Commentary has pointed us to the rules in Leviticus 21 on who is excluded from the priesthood. Don't miss the last three words. No man who has any defect may come near. No man who is blind or lame, disfigured or deformed. No man with a crippled foot or hand, or who is a hunchback or a dwarf, or who has any eye defect, or who has festering or running sores, or damaged testicles. Leviticus 21 precludes a whole host of individuals from serving as priests or entering the sanctuary. It excluded men with missing or damaged testicles. It also excluded individuals who are blind or lame, disfigured or deformed, crippled, hunchback or dwarf, or have any defects of their eyes. Leviticus 21 is a laundry list of perfect looks and virility, unblemished skin, good posture, no physical deformities, able to father children, and so forth. And it eliminates more than half the population from serving as a priest or entering God's sanctuary. You see why most churches throw out most of Leviticus, because it's full of archaic rules like this. But most conservative churches are still holding on to the rules about sex, and specifically the rules about men having sex with men, while ignoring dozens and dozens of other Levitical rules. So, if you have had Leviticus thrown in your face, or if you have been told the gay people can't be ordained, ask the speaker what their position on the ordination of the lame and the blind is, and then ask what bit of biblical alchemy they use to ignore those verses in Leviticus banning the lame and the blind from the priesthood, what magic dust removes most of Leviticus, but not the verses on male same-sex relations? I have never heard a remotely logical answer. It is a great disappointment that so many Christ followers persist in calling for the exclusion of sexual minorities from the priesthood, 2,500 years after Isaiah. This undermines Christ's gospel message, particularly for young people. To summarize, 
we saw that in the Bible, only Leviticus prohibits men having sex with men. And we saw that conservative churches ignore most of Leviticus, except these rules about sex. And in Isaiah 56, we saw God announce the end to one of the most unjust of the Levitical rules, the ban on eunuchs from the priesthood. And amazingly, we saw that one conservative Bible commentator found these verses in Isaiah 56 so significant that they said, This also prophecies the passing of the dominance of the Levitical order. And it explained why. Giving eunuchs a place and a name in God's house contradicted the command of Leviticus 21. The enduring word continues. But under a coming new covenant, there is a higher principle at work than the shadows of the Levitical law. Isaiah wrote 500 years before the new covenant came through Christ. 2,000 years later, we, like the Apostle Paul, are still fighting the shadows of the Levitical law. Next time, to which sexual minorities is God referring to and promising a monument and a name better than sons and daughters? Is this promise limited to men with damaged testicles? Or is there more going on? Spoiler alert, there is a lot more going on. Join us next time as we delve into the Hebrew to discern God's meaning in one of the Old Testament's most remarkable verses. A lot more coming up. This is Elton Sherwin. Thank you for joining us. All commentaries were read by Descript, not by the original authors. If you have friends or relatives who angst over the clobber verses, or if you know young people who have left the church, please send them a link to this series.